0: Box
1: box 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 box. It's been, it has been, a few weeks, ladies and gentlemen. I'm joined with Mister Karun K Kanan today, and not Shyone Roy um, as he's off on better endeavors. It is me, Karush, the host, the one and only Karun. Last three races, Britain, Austria, France, all European races, two Ferraris win with Carlos and Charles, Carlos inaugural win, and one max win. Who's been on the podium all three races? Sir Lewis Hamilton. Give me me your three words to summarize the last three races.
0: It's heating up. Okay. Like, I feel like in like many ways right like we look at it from like charles's perspective like he is starting to feel a lot of pressure and and like i don't know i don't want to say it's getting to him but he is definitely feeling a lot of pressure right now like his interview right I, i feel like he's always like very honest but there was kind of like this hint of like i don't want to say defeatism but he was like yeah like if we lose by like 32 points like i'll know exactly like why like it's like he was like very down on himself and like i kind of didn't like to like it it, it didn't feel good to see that you, you it's, say also it's heating, heating up, up which is four words
1: by the way but anyways i'll let it slide it it t- is. it's it is
0: it is oh no, no 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 it's a it's a what's it is it's not an abbreviation
1: uh, Apostrophe. <laughs>
0: that's not it's an yeah, apostrophe word yeah um, exactly <laughs>
1: I'm just going to, you know, play devil's advocate here and say it's cooling down. Wow. It's because the championship's over. Yeah. Yeah. So what's there to heat up? This isn't something I mean, positive from last they're night. They're still,
0: like, right, the, the two – I don't think the constructor is over. But do you care about the constructor? Right. I mean, some people do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's be real, okay? Uh, We're here for the uh, driver's championship and max has sure. a 66 somewhat a 66 odd point lead that and max is a machine like he is not going to make as many mistakes as charles makes
0: it looks yeah. like his machinery
1: is not going to make He's as many mistakes much. as charles is a mistake um, as as much as charles as makes yeah where do you see it heating up like in charles defeatist attitude in that post race interview
0: also, like Lewis is Lewis's car is doing better. He's able to get more performance out of it. I, I just think that the races are going to be more interesting when you have actually like three different cars fighting. You, Agreed. You know I mean? Like you now have cars one, instead of cars one through four or sometimes one through three fighting, it's now cars one through like five.
1: No, I it's totally agree. Cars on, or Checo do. On pace, <laughs> Lewis beat Checo. George nearly had the jump on Checo at the very front, start of the race in, in uh, Polar yeah. Card. Um, I, I think that car, it's very interesting that car in oh race God. trim is extremely quick, but they need to work mm-hmm. it out, out over one lap, um, pace because they just can't qualify near the top. Um, but at times in Silverstone, Lewis was the fastest driver, uh, not in Austria. They kind of low-key struggled there. And in Paul Ricard, they struggled massively on the Saturday. They looked good on the Sunday, but nowhere, anywhere close to Max.
0: Do, do you think it's because, like, they they lack, like, pure pace, but they have really good – they're very easy on their tires, so they're able to, you know, strategize really well around that?
1: Well, I think what it is is they are very good when the tires are hot. Mm. So once they heat – once they fire up those tires, say, around, you know, lap f- five or six after the race start or after a pit stop, that yeah. car comes to life, and they are on pace with the Red Bull and with the Ferrari – or, you know, if not on pace, like a couple of tenths off. Yeah. So I think that's where they excel. Where they struggle is one lap pace. And it's because that car, just when the tires are cool, they can't extract anything out of it. And that happened recently in Silverstone, right? After the safety car, Lewis yeah. could not fire up those soft tires. And these are the soft tires. They should be able to fire those up so easily. Um, yeah. And lost out to Checo. So I, I, I think if they can get over that bridge, of the tire deltas or the tire heating up issues or get them to heat up quicker, that car could be better in qualifying and be quicker sooner in the race.
0: Yeah. But that's a lot I, to ask for because I don't
1: know how you do that, you know? I don't know if that's like yeah. asking for a lot.
0: <laughs> I, I do think they have a very reliable car, though. Like, I, I, because of that tweet you sent me, I saw they only had one DNF this season, which is crazy. And that DNF is, was
1: not reliability.
0: What was it? It was, it was uh, something the crashing too.
1: It was that massive Joe Guanyu crash. Oh, with yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, with with George. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I do, do believe car. that, that George... wasn't even the
0: car breaking down. He just got yeah. out. And I think George
1: could have fired that Mercedes up again.
0: Yeah, he, he got out of the going. car. Yeah, if did get out to check car. on
1: Joe Guanyu because he's a good dude. Yeah. Um. And then, if the marshals didn't touch it, I believe he went back to the pits to ask the team if he could fire it up, and they said yes. Um. But some rule in Formula One, once a Marshall touches the car, it's over. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. At that point, you got like outside help, I guess, theoretically.
1: Or someone else has touched it. You know, you don't know. Um, so the reliabilities, which is very important, is, is there for Mercedes. But I just need to fix a couple issues. I, I think the recurring question that keeps coming up is, do they wait till 2023 now? Or they continue mm-hmm. development in 2022 because of the cost cap?
0: Well, I feel like, right, all all these big teams that have these huge budgets have restructured everything so that they have ways of evading the cost cap, right? Like they've spun out like their aerodynamics teams or they've spun out like engine teams to like separate companies almost and they basically contract out. So those other subsidiaries can just like spend as much as they want essentially to develop like specific parts that are then sold to like many different um, teams, right? Don't the smaller teams do that? The smaller teams buy from those other teams, right? But Mercedes itself, it's not like Mercedes is like engine manufacturing is like part of like the cost cap, is it? I, I honestly haven't looked at this. my okay. guess. Like, yes.
1: I'm not but, too sure, know, but I'm just not, thinking Red not, Bull with Adrian Newey. Like surely he takes care of all the aerodynamics. Why would
0: they export that? Yeah. No, no, no. Sure, sure. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're going to win. Right there, they might be able to lock up. Like they'll lock up third place pretty easily. They, well, they've they locked easily... up
1: third place, like
0: yeah. Let's be real. Um, so you might as well just start developing for next year, unless you think that Ferrari is really going to like, like continue to do very poorly for the rest of the season, and uh-huh. you might be able to jump into second, which is not, infeasible. They're very bad at the pit wall, but
1: <laughs> the sad thing is Ferrari is is arguably the quicker car still. They just yeah.
0: They just they, mess they themselves make mistakes up or their engine just like shits the bed.
1: <laughs> they trip up over themselves, which is yeah. something that Mercedes doesn't do and neither does Red Bull. And I mean, does that stem from the top like is is there fundamentally weak leadership in Ferrari? I was thinking about this on my walk to the, Her- to, the to the barber today. Yeah. I feel like for Mercedes and Red Bull, they they're a brand, but they're still very much a Formula One team, a Formula One racing team. But I feel like at times for Ferrari, it's more about the brand and maintaining the brand and making sure that you know they don't speak ill of it or they don't do anything that impacts you know with the legacy of Ferrari. And there's like a lot less honesty coming from that team. But they have to cover their own asses. I kind of think it gets too political, is what I'm saying there. And they lose focus on the engineering and the strategy. And they worry too much, like, oh, we are Ferrari, you know?
0: Maybe. I I actually think it's kind of the opposite. I think there's so much pressure to perform on track because that's what the entire brand is, right? Ferrari's entire brand is this car. It, It is the the crimson car driving down, right? The track. Like, Mer- Mercedes is a car. There is a car that they sell. There is a whole, like, company behind them, right? Like, obviously, they are different things, but there is still, like, Mercedes' brand is a different thing. Same with Red Bull. Like, they can exist without F1, whereas Ferrari, I don't think, can exist without F1. Ferrari is F1, right? Like
1: Yeah, but they go through these mad long... Droughts, <laughs> droughts. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. it from like Nikki Lauda, they didn't win until Schumacher or something mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. now, that's since now Kimi Räikkönen, it's been fifteen years.
0: Yeah,
1: that's but the pressure and the brand go hand in hand. That they have, they're so consumed by this entity, by this yeah. aura Ferrari. That's where I think they they lose focus on actually just winning races. And having good fundamental basics of good leadership and communication. I come on, like in in uh, Paul Ricard, Carlos is battling Checo, <laughs> and these men are these men are just discussing strategy and don't look at the yeah. TV to see that their man is battling someone and they go on the, the radio books now, now.
0: Yeah shut up
1: so and then look I, guess- I know they have all the data but everyone is saying like they shouldn't have pit. And those those tires have so much life yeah. in them. And actually, I was listening to a podcast today that Fernando, uh, who started on the mediums, I think, uh, wanted to do a one stopper, and at lap twenty, was saying that they have tons of life right now. So I'm I'm really wondering if Carlos's tires were really going to degrade in those last ten laps, or if you could have pulled that five second gap to uh, Checo and secured P three.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think he should have hit. I, I think should just stayed out. Like, it, especially it seemed like you know, like track position mattered a lot. It seemed like overtaking wasn't that easy unless you had a big pace advantage. Like, was was honestly, in my opinion, like, other than, like, Alonso's epic overtake in, like, the first lap, which was sick. And Carlos's, um, like, that was pretty epic on losses, yeah. Um, I just, yeah, there wasn't that much overtaking just because, like, I feel like it was kind of hard.
1: I agree. I, I just want to pull this back to the real question here is how like, well, how do Ferrari address this? They've, they've thrown away wins in Monaco uh, and somewhere else, I want to say. Um, and their engine has failed a few times. What is, what is the fundamental difference between a Red Bull Mercedes versus Ferrari? Is it like that, that Christian Horner, Toto Wolf type character? Is it, is it, you think about their previous leaders and Stefano Domenicali and Ross Braun. I mean, these are, these are serious F1 guys. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. I, I just – I agree that Mattia doesn't have the same presence as, like, a Christian Horner or a Toto Wolf. But, like, he's – yeah, maybe it is fire Mattia, But I, I don't think that's going to solve it, right? I, 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 I think don't think so either. I don't think that's going to solve it because it seems like the larger issue beyond like strategy miscalls is honestly reliability, and that comes from like having a guy like Adrian Newey around and like really solid engineering culture. Like, I, I don't really know what the solution is. I don't. i it's more PU stuff is. versus aerodynamics, yeah. but
1: yeah, There there's a lot they can do, and I keep pairing that. You know, Ferrari hasn't been competitive for 15 years. They haven't won a championship in 15 years. They're not used to this. But it comes back to the same point. This is Ferrari. When they have a car that they know can win, why are they not in that mental capacity to then fight for it? Red Bull until last year, like they weren't really a serious contender since 2013. Yet, they did it.
0: They they tried to fight every year. (laughs) They, they tried win and win. they won races, and yeah. Ferrari
1: have won races every year. Yeah. Um, except for that shocking year where they came P6 in 2020. Um, but in 2019, Charles won two races. 2018, 2017, Sitsab was battling Lewis uh, for a portion of the season. So uh, I don't know. There's, there's a weakness there that needs to get
0: identified I break, and taken summer out. Summer break will be interesting for them. Uh, I wonder if they will make a change or if they'll just ride it out for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say that Carlos like last year has been absolutely exceptional. Um and in my mind because of the last, you know, 5 6 races is on par with Charles, if not slightly better. Just his his awareness in the cockpit. I think he has currently on the grid the best awareness Maybe Fernando is a bit better, but the best awareness in the cockpit, just to know what's going on around him and to call his own yeah. strategy. I think he's been absolutely yeah, yeah. phenomenal in that respect. Um,
0: yeah, his ability to multitask is crazy.
1: I also respect his mental fortitude to overcome, you know, the beginning his beginning of the season where he looked pretty
0: shocking. Really bad luck, too. And, and poor driving at times. Yeah. Like, he has had really bad luck, though, I will say. I I think he's had pretty bad luck this season.
1: I would agree. And to an extent, Charles has as well, you know, engine blowouts yeah. in Baku. Uh, yeah. Um, I do want to touch on the battle for P4 Alpine versus McLaren uh, P six, seven, eight, nine, respectively. Alonzo yeah. Norris, Ocon, Daniel. Ricardo. Yeah. Uh, pretty interesting. There wasn't, I don't feel like there was a ton of on track battling. But
0: so, like, I felt like they highlighted this during the race, but it was like um, Alonso purposely was slowing, you know, like holding back McLaren for Alcon to catch up, which is just like like you know, Alonso just has so much experience, but like such a big brain move to like try to degrade their tires by holding back and forcing them to follow close. Uh, um, that's why I was saying, um, just Alonso, to give a chance. like,
1: yeah. Alonso's just, awareness in the so conflict smart. is unparalleled. He just, he's absolutely brilliant to, to help to make them have DRS to then degrade their tires out of the dirty yeah. air in the corners. It's just a stroke yeah. of brilliance. Next um, level. Yeah. You should listen to the F1 nation because they bring on someone from Alpine uh, to oh, discuss yeah. and they're just praising Fernando so much. Yeah.
0: Uh, Omar oh, must be very happy to be working with someone like Alonso. Like, absolutely. he's just, just a wealth of knowledge.
1: Well, I'm sure he was extremely pleased to be working with Seb last year. Um, yeah. But yeah, Fernando, these guys are different. Uh, I would, I really would love to see some on track Fernando versus Lando battling. I think those are two guys who like respect a lot in on track yeah. battling, give each other the right space um, and, and all sorts of excellent racers uh, and clean. would continue to help Lando progress because. They're in a slightly slower car last year. Last year, I found, I think, Lando was mostly kind of running his own races. I know he had a few races where he actually had a lot of battles with Lewis, um, but I think that would just help him continue to develop into a better yeah. racer than he is now. Um, uh, definitely a top-five driver on the grid.
0: How many years are left on his contract? I feel like there's a lot.
1: Lando? Yeah. He just signed a five-year contract.
0: Four-year deal. Well, He's done in 2025.
1: Yeah, but I think he signed it last or it was a five-year deal. Okay. It was the same as Charles, who was a five-year deal for Ferrari. Okay.
0: Damn. That's tough. What do you oh, because of McLaren's? I just yeah, like the new regs, like like I feel like it was just kind of risky to sign a contract like that knowing regs are coming. But and it's a gamble for sure. But like I just feel like Okay, I guess it's a question, right? Do you think these cars, now that we're in like a new era, right? Like Mercedes dominated the last era. Do you think that there's going to be more shuffling as we progress through this era of like who's on top? Because it seems like right now it's like, right, Ferrari has the most performant car, not the most reliable. And then Red Bull has like the nice mix of both, right? It's both performant and very reliable. Do you think that there's going to be, a? it's just going to be, right, Mercedes, Red Bull and Ferrari is what it's seeming like to be the top? top teams and then everyone else is just kind of stuck fighting for best of the rest. Or do you think there's actually going to be like a larger field and people are going to be able to develop up? I
1: I think the direction we're going with the regulations from this year alone indicate that it should be a bit more of a level playing field. And it seems like the cost cap is also actually impacting that this year. We have a top two teams with a third team that could potentially get there. Um, it, it's too technical of a question for me to answer because I don't know yeah. what the regulations are going to be and what limitations are going to put on the big teams uh, to maintain yeah. competition but what I will say in general in like all sports I feel like we're going in that direction because if you look at football it, you know for so many years we had that era it's of soccer <laughs> yeah for so many years we had the era of Messi Ronaldo right but now we have yeah it's like Mbappe, Haaland, Trent, Mo. Like I feel yeah. like there's it's less names. there's less disparity between the top of the field and like there's or there's more people who could be considered the best right now. Um, yeah. So hopefully that you know carries over into Formula One.
0: Yeah, uh, I think the development times also play a big role in that, right? Because like the teams in the back get way more time in the tunnel
1: yeah and like it seems a lot the of the has way less resources
0: sure but that like for example ferrari in 2020 when they finished p6 like that i'm not going to say it's just because of that but they definitely benefited from all that additional tunnel time right in developing this car
1: yeah no it, it's a fair point um i think there's there's a good amount of potential for 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 more fighting at the top yeah um uh, just back to Lando. I would say that when Lewis eventually exits Formula One, two, three years down the road, maybe four, probably more in the two, three uh, range, I think Lando is so suited to go into that team and have a Lando-George pairing. I- I'm not too mm-hmm. familiar with like the Mercedes Young Driver program and who they have in F2 and F3 right now, but... It- it's, it's at this point, it's probably not gonna be Nick DeVries. It's obviously not gonna be, I think mean, Anthony Davidson still actually does a lot of testing for them in the wind tunnel. Uh Stoffel Van Dorn. Um it's not gonna be these guys. George is gonna be there long term. I just felt like
0: Landa. It's gonna be a double British pairing again.
1: <laughs> yeah, why not? It, it's it's more about who the driver is, right, than the fact that he's British. Yeah. And It doesn't make sense to me why Lando signed a five-year deal. And he's talked about this in interviews that he gets that people don't understand it, but he's going to be a desirable driver, right? Like teams are going to want him when his contract goes up. Like McLaren would try to re-sign him or other faster teams would have come into the market for him. If he signed a Mm two-year deal and that came up and then he could have the chance to uh, discuss with other teams at the time. As long as he keeps performing like this, he's going to be a desired driver in Formula One. So I don't know. We'll see if he sees it out. I don't know if there's certain clauses where he can exit or the McLaren becomes fast again and he becomes their first champion since Lewis Hamilton, uh, yeah. which would be very cool. So, which means he's definitely
0: going to Mercedes.
1: <laughs> okay. Wins one chip with McLaren and then moves to Mercedes. I would love yeah. that. Um, I guess this begs an interesting question, which is like, out of these young formula with the new class of formula 1 drivers who you feel is like ready to win a race next or is like you know that kind of mature driver or let me ask okay. you a better question actually i'll ask you that question next
0: so who who are we including people like charles in this in this class?
1: no he's won a race i don't
0: think so right so so it's people like lando pierre well, pierre
1: it's really Lando George, well, I guess it comes it, down
0: okay. to. So Lando that's and George. Yeah. one. Yeah. Um, well, I would say George because he's got the better car. But I would love to see Lando win a race. He's gotten so – like, he got close a few times last year. And it was really fun to watch him, like, battling with Lewis and Imola, for example. Like, that was so fun to watch. Um, yeah. Like, I, I would really love for him to win. But I just don't think the car has it.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. Let me ask it this way every season there's got to be at least one surprise winner, right? Like that's not yeah. the top two or third team. Yeah. And, and mind you, it doesn't even have to be third or fourth quickest car, right? Cause I'll call in Gasly, like when, yeah. when is our wild race going to be and who's going to win it? Give me a circuit and a racer.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Um, I really want to see Alonso win a race. Um, maybe see what's a crazy race. Spa, okay. Does Alonso win in spa if it's raining? Yeah, spa with a little rain. Yeah, yeah, you know, like he's just he just figures it out coming off the break. Okay, okay, exciting. I don't know. I I really want to see Alonzo just win one more time because I've like, right, we haven't seen him win in our life. Haven't seen him podium. Yeah. So it'd be just cool to see him, like, you know, get out there.
1: I'm going to go with uh, Fernando as well. I'm going to go with Suzuka in the rain. Mm. Yeah.
0: Wow. It's another good one.
1: I feel like Suzuka in the rain could be a madness.
0: Yeah. Is this the first time Suzuka's on the calendar? So, like uh, since we started like in the past four or five years
1: well in 2019 it was there because i was pre-pandemic oh uh, okay yeah but I, I don't i i honestly don't remember waking up for it i don't think i did nah, no probably
0: not <laughs> um well, there aren't that many races left
1: well after hungary it's the mid season yeah, well, break. break then we got two bangers after that spa and monza yeah um, but no, there's quite a good. There's a lot of good circuits. There's also the though. Netherlands
0: in between Monza and.
1: That's mediocre. I would, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to like Suzuka and Interlagos. I think Interlagos is my second favorite track yeah. after Silverstone. Wow. Yeah, Interlagos never it it never disappoints. Singapore
0: is fun too. Uh,
1: it's just Singapore is high intensity. Yeah. Yeah, just high intensity. I think the racing is better at Interlagos.
0: It's a race circuit, not like a street circuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, street circuit. I, I think in general, the street circuits are hard to just have good racing on, even though like the where the money is. But like, it's it's just hard. To, like, it's just not wide enough to support these size cars.
1: Street circuits are are awesome on the Saturday, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be pretty interesting to get to throw an experiment of a sprint race weekend on a on a street circuit. <laughs> <laughs> not not monaco because then yeah that wouldn't be fun but people would get mad about that like Jeddah. yeah Jeddah or baku like super high speed exactly yeah um wonderful I, I i don't think we have talked since uh mick schumacher got his first points in formula one
0: yeah hey
1: L- yeah we gave I him mean, a lot of shit <laughs> Look, no 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 it's not a hater but segment yeah. okay so we don't want to hate but he's he's deserved a little bit of uh, admonishment you know no hate
0: and uh, since then his performance has been great
1: and i think he's had a little bit more cutthroat to him as well
0: yeah he's he's getting on the radio being like i'm faster than him let me go
1: yeah I the the has, been really He was close. too mr nice guy yeah I like it. I like the direction he's going in. I mean, this is the guy, this is the son of the guy who, who wanted to, to kill, what, uh, David Coulthard in the pits that one time? Yeah. Um, I think so. So, yeah. Um, all right. Quick word for Hungary. Hungary's actually, like, so many drivers first win. Ocon. I want to say Lewis. Uh, I'm not sure. Lewis might have been Montreal. Uh, I want to say Lewis. Yeah. Fernando. Jensen. Are we going to see a first-time race winner here?
0: or George. Hey. Hey, could happen. Could, happen. could be a crazy one. Depends on the weather, really. We were probably
1: treated to the most bizarre race start of all time uh, this time last yeah. year. That was fun. Where just Lewis took took to the grid. Um Yeah. All right, give me give me your your fastest qualifier. It's. I think this is such a layup though. It's it's honestly a boring question.
0: I think it's Max personally,
1: but oh okay, it's, it's Charles. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a
0: Ferrari track from what I'm hearing. Oh right, okay. Well, I mean, I feel like I guess there aren't that many long straights. There's some good reasons.
1: Hungaro Ring is uh,
0: there's one. It's pretty there.
1: slow, corner heavy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah, especially the third sector. Um. Yeah. I guess. I uh, guess yeah. Charles. You think it's it be Charles Carlos? It, Ferrari. I could out. see
1: a. I could see a Ferrari lockout, but then ultimately, I see Max. You know, Max if Fox not, if not P two, then P one. Yeah. <laughs> I right, guy's a machine. Yeah. Um. I right, guess that's okay. You want to go with your one three two then?
0: yeah, uh, I'll go, Charles, Max, George. Okay. I'm gonna go. Lewis, Carlos Fernando.
1: Wow. you are
0: chaos. <laughs> uh, it's It's
1: about time. <laughs> We had chaos <laughs> here last year. We haven't had chaos at a race yet. Yeah,
0: it's been very like, standard so
1: uh, far. Silverstone was, was very exciting. I know, I mean, Martin Brundle came out with a very strong statement. That was the best race you've ever seen. I would still argue that Interlagos 2021 was unbelievable. That was crazy. Um, that was maybe because I didn't watch it live live. <laughs> yeah. And maybe because that was yeah. a sprint race weekend. Um, But, you know, this guy this guy knows what he's talking about. i w I'll never... I would never uh,
0: question the great Mark Brunner.
1: Yeah, never. never. Excellent. Well, this is uh,
0: how many (laughs) DNS? Oh, Hungara Ring
1: four. Yeah, I was gonna go four or five. (laughs)
0: Latifi, Pierre, Esteban. Okay. And Lando. No, Aston
1: Martins. No, it's going to be like a 9-10 weekend for for Aston Martin. They're going to collect some points. Wow. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs> In race trim, they look all right. Yeah. On Saturday, they uh, are horrible. They
0: they almost collided on the last lap.
1: <laughs> they did. They did.
0: Oh, they did. Okay.
1: No, no. I'm saying
0: they they did nearly collide. Yeah. Yeah. There. I love it. How many? How many DNFs? I'm hoping for only like three. Okay. Latifi, because he has to give at the Teketh.
1: At the weekend.
0: Um, I think it might be time for a Yuki DNF. He hasn't done that in a little bit. Uh, well, in Montreal, he just crashed out of the fucking He just crashed out of the pit lane.
1: Um, Didn't he DNF in Paul Ricard after Esteban tapped him? Like on the second lap?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, He just DNF, my bad. (laughs) Like I said, I was watching that while I was working. Um, I'm still going to go with the Yuka DNF. And then maybe a Botas DNF. He hasn't done one of those. I just want Joe Yu to not DNF. He's been DNFing a lot.
1: (laughs) And mostly not his fault. Almost entirely not his fault because Silverson, Silverson for me was George's fault. Yeah. Um. I mean –
0: 3 it's into just 1 just suck. doesn't
1: work it's tough yeah he wants the racing yeah. line there's nothing you can do but yeah okay this is box 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 boxing, boxing out, out.